one of the topics I was hoping to poke at this month just because it's something I, I'm, I care so much about and just want to see what comes out with this as a prompt. And was, I'm just going to say I'm going to talk about collaboration. Hi, I'm Rob Stenzinger, and this is the Polytechnicast, where I unbox thoughts about the projects I work on, topics surrounding them, and hopefully come up with new angles, something else of benefit for for you and for me. <coughs> Through that process, uh, collaboration is is a is a thing I have I've, I've spoken about. It's something that comes up a lot as a user experience designer and facilitating with groups to get ideas out and think. Well, what you know? What makes it so? Um, you know, some folks are engaged versus others aren't necessarily engaging. How do you find a way to connect when the connection is possible and when the connection is is um, available? All sorts of things go through my head with this, and so today I, I had the benefit of hearing stories and and uh, experiencing some like workshopped examples at an event called Agile Day. This is something I think I've podcasted about before. Um, I did I did a talk at a, an Agile Day a couple of years ago about uh, collaborate more like Columbo. And if, if you don't know who the character Columbo is, I, I covered a little bit as, you know, why do I think that, that this character is, an, is a good metaphor for some ideas or habits to emulate? My thesis there in a nutshell was, so you had this sort of um, police investigator named Columbo who is really quirky, not like a, the, the powerful, dirty, hairy, you know, judge, jury, executioner kind of cop, but someone who is really, really curious to get to the bottom of things and so collaborative that even the, the sort of um, the antagonist of the episode is... Is, ends up collaborating with with Columbo because of um, because of his openness and curiosity and uh, ability to take others' perspectives, and then uh, he inherently ends up catching the person because of uh, because more or less they they catch themselves, and it's 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 a lot of fun, and it the idea is if you have that kind of curiosity and you're exploring everyone's different perspective and you have this kind of empathy and curiosity for um, like everyone your team on your team and who your team interacts with, you're probably going to have a lot better time working with um, how do you get stuff work from work with others and also when you're like when you're taking things in to make stuff or you're when you're handing things off as well. Anyway, uh, yeah, care, empathy, perspective taking that's all really important. And I I actually did. Um, a big post on interactivestoryteller.com, my blog, that where I, I did <laughs> I did a reading, and it's not the whole live dynamic um, performance. That reading is not my favorite work <laughs> I've done, but it does cover the information. So, if you're curious about the content of that talk and getting some use out of it, by all means, listen to that on double speed, and you know you you will probably absorb it pretty quick and hopefully find some useful things in there. Anyway. That's that's the spirit of this kind of event where there's a there's a variety of talks and uh, both sort of full 40, 45 minute length talks and then some lightning talks. And also there's a um, sort of an an open space where 
you have an unconference kind of thing happening. So an unconference, if you haven't had a chance to, to check out, it's, uh, it's, it's setting up aside time and space and facilitating anyone who is present to get the, get the wisdom and benefit from anything people are curious about to create a rally point, anything people have something to share, to share that they really want to you know, reach out and, and uh, see if others won't care about this topic as well. You, you go through a process to say, hi, I want to present in this, this is the thing I want to present. Then off you go, you sign up on essentially a big grid of like, there's sessions one, two, and three, and then rooms like, you know, one through who knows how many. And I think today there were like uh, 17, 20, 21 rooms. Yeah, 21 actual areas where you're, there's a big number on a poster and you just go to that during that time frame, And then you go to the next and go to the next. And whether you're um, that catalyst for that particular place and time and topic, or if you are just are wanting to participate, that's, that's awesome really neat kind of combination to have that curated set of pre presentations and also the emergent kind of thing as well. And that whole process models a collaboration to me. I mean, it's collaborating with a community and saying that uh, things of benefit don't have to come from a centralized source that is the, the hierarchy and um, arbitra arbit arbiter of truth right? It's, um, it's a voice and maybe a pretty awesome one because if they've created the critical mass to get the funding and, and awareness out for an event, they probably have some pretty good, good things to share likely with the community, but then to flip it, it's that, that's a pretty fantastic thing as well to say, no, this is also for you and, and we're here to learn. And I don't know, I, I really admire that. That's the, um, and, and DevJam is, is the actual company that put that on. They're a local thing to uh, where, where I live and work. Uh, twin, the, we, we call it the Twin Cities, which is Minneapolis and St. Paul of Minnesota in the United States. Anyway, um, so the event is a very collaborative thing. The topics that I gravitated towards were definitely very collaborative as well. The whole banner of, of Agile working in a way that uh, you know, values, um, people over process and that it tries to avoid some, some bad habits that you may, I don't know if in your situation of the kind of work that you, you encounter partake in, maybe you haven't encountered this, but a lot of times you can, you can come to a, um, to a client or a business and be there to serve and then have a, set of barriers toward like how do you provide benefit with a group of people under a shared purpose when for instance everyone's on like 20 different projects and you get like a five percent of, of this person's time which is really hard to you know if, if you have like five percent of five different people's time and that percent never aligns how do you ever feel like a team that kind of stuff anyway agile is a set of like ideas meant to address that and there's all sorts of things that different philosophies that branch off from there and things like and, and practices things like um scrum and blah 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 whatever um 
I def I go to this kind of event certainly curious to absorb if if something new or interesting comes from the formalized practices in this world. But I'm I'm typically looking for stories and tidbits and examples that I can absorb and then dig further into. And sometimes that's like I wow I just found an exercise that I want to practice. An example of that was during a talk by Trisha Broderick about the importance of experience. And not to, you know, I, to paraphrase her um, her thesis of of her talk, I think it was about you can tell people stuff, but will it really connect? Especially if it's not part of their day to day life experience, what's important to them in their job. But things aren't necessary. They it may just kind of bounce off because if if it's it, it's not that re- it may not be that relatable unless people go through an experience, maybe like a like working through some some storytelling exercise or through a um, a workshop experiment to then get some new perspective and say, oh, I kind of get why we might want to do things a little different. That's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and it's super funny. She pulled out an example that is this thing, really such a big impact on me that I had that I carried uh, forward as a, just from a different perspective. And it's this exercise where you have a um, someone facilitating a group of people to say, okay, you tell me how to make a peanut butter sandwich. Super funny, right? Sounds easy. Sounds basic. Whatever. It's a peanut butter sandwich. How hard can that be? There's some bread. There's maybe a, a knife to spread some peanut butter and some peanut butter. And if you really want to get wild, some jelly. Oh, that doesn't sound too hard, right? But then... Um, how I experienced it was when I was in second grade, there was someone that, um, came in to a, um, to a, a learning session where uh, I was in a group of people who were, um, going to this, this little computer lab that was attached to the library that where you had these, these fancy new Atari, what was it? The Atari 400 and 800 <laughs> computers that we were, we got to learn basic on this, um, this is exciting and awesome and who knows, you know, what we, you know, what kind of things we, we would uh, get into, but we're like computers. We get to do this. This sounds great. But then there's this person that a volunteer that was teaching us, well, Hey, I'm going to show you how to program. Oh, and I'm going to do that by having you program me how to make a peanut butter sandwich. He had a jar of peanut butter, knife, loaf of bread. We're like, Oh, that's so funny. No way. That's easy. Would you just put the peanut butter on the bread? Right. And and then, and so all the different kids were shouting out these different things and he would say, okay, so I, oh, and then, then he took the jar of peanut butter and then went wonk right on top of a loaf of bread, a closed loaf of bread. And everyone's like, no, wait, no. And laughing. It's, it, and it's just, it was silly and awesome. And the idea in that situation was uh, oh wait, computers only do exactly what you tell them. And, and I've used that as inspiration for some workshop exercises I've, I've done. Um, uh, for instance, in the, um, uh, in the book that I wrote a couple years back, uh, well, let's see code, let's see game construction kit, underwater tomato ninja edition. Uh, one of the, um, sections in there deals with uh, computer programming, introducing it saying like, Hey, let's have this, this situation where you pretend you've encountered this little robot and you want to uh, program that robot, how to 
write its own name. And, you know, its name is, I think I said, called it Robbie the Robot. And it's the same exact kind of idea. And, um, and, it, I, and except for me, I captured it as sort of a, um, a pretend dialogue, almost like a mini play in the book where you get to experience a similar kind of thing. Anyway, very inspiring and influential um, thing. In a different context, in Trisha's talk, she explored how, like, what if you had someone write out this set of instructions? Here's how you make this peanut butter sandwich. But then, of course, who is going about consuming those instructions shows how they're thinking very literally, and they go about it in the, in, with similar silly antics, but a little different twist because it was all written out. And that that writing out thing can be a reminder for, you know, people on, let's see, I mean, if you're making a, um, you're making a, some kind of like making your comic interactive or you're, or you, let's say you're making a game and there's maybe a need to do some kind of uh, clarifying demonstration, describing nothing, nothing nagging and trying to, you know, drag people through an experience, but do a little bit of teaching putting yourself in the situation of someone else consuming what you, what you're, you've done is very informative and influential. So that was fun to see. I don't know, long tangent there. Another really interesting talk that, uh, that I was, um, in the audience for was Alexander Fryer. And it was about, um, enabling awesome teams. And, ah, uh, what so many, so many interesting points in his talk. And if you check out, like there's a hashtag, like a, you know, hash ADTC 2017, I think you'll see a lot of folks were snapping pictures of his slides because they were really fun and informative. But, uh, he, he really emphasized this important point about collaboration, uh, as, being something that can emerge from people feeling safe. I totally believe in that. Love that. I think of this when I do workshops as well. But I feel like Alexander presented some some deeper examples that I hadn't considered. Where, um, like a cool technique about uh, like rating how safe you feel. Um, let's say if you're in a situation where you want to talk about your project you're in the meeting is, a set, is is like meant for that thinking well we'd finished a draft or we got a release of it into the world we've we finished a chunk of work and now we have this practice of well thinking about it because of course collaboration is a system if you think about it as a standpoint of of some flow of recurring stuff you'll probably have a chance to build your team into like a learning machine and you will adapt and you will get better together at what you do. And not to get hyper robotic or whatnot, but you get just that little bit of those beats, that rhythm of those like helpful, helpful practices that will, um, it, it'll make you, you more, more adaptive because people don't, had their experiences and all spilled on the floor behind them and forgotten and everyone marches forward. Your experience is something you, you can, you can sort through and, and really, um, observe and celebrate even things that, that were particularly difficult or, you know, 
great efforts and then ask like, why and how the heck did that happen? We got to do that again. And so, but even to get in that situation where people are doing this kind of puzzling and analysis, it needs to be safe because you can be in a situation where you have someone of authority in a room saying like, well, that, you know, maybe you did okay, but now things must be better. And they're expressing a, uh, almost uh, the, the traditional Dilbert boss kind of thing. And that doesn't help people feel safe. You're not as adaptive. You're, you, all of a sudden, you are using, it at best, your emotional reactive brain, probably informed by your, your, your sort of lizard brain. If you think about the brain as having three different overall jobs and how it processes stuff, how you... Your cognition from the standpoint of, well, I may be very rational considering information and whatnot, and or I may be very emotional and reacting, but then my emotional and reacting and even my rational can be really influenced by my primitive brain and am I scared and I'm, I'm worried about survival and whatnot. Huge problem. So uh, Alexander mentioned this this technique of saying, well, Let's everyone for on a scale of one to five, how safe are you feeling? And if you have a, a room of people saying, well, well, I'm a four or I feel, feel pretty darn safe. I'm a five. I feel fantastic. But it, all of a sudden, if there are threes, twos and ones, then it may not be the time. It isn't the time from, from what he shared to, to do this kind of reflection because you won't get anything out of it. So that's um, really interesting practice. Good, really fantastic food for thought. Because uh, sometimes I end up uh, in that role of uh, the cheerful, encouraging uh, advocate, saying it's totally cool. It how you feel is is right and worthy and important. I'm wondering it, if. I can present this in a couple of different ways and see if how you feel moves or changes. And there's, that's a, that's an interesting social contract to navigate. And I I just, I just, um, I don't have any, um, new big unboxed insights other than I, I just tend, I want to dig into that more. And that's part of the system for me for collaboration is, um, purposefully mining my own experiences, purposefully looking out, at what others are doing and sharing, and then uh, see what makes sense. See what see what new experiments I I run into that I want to try, and I, I think I I think I got some of that from today, and uh, I love that because uh, yeah, working with people is just so <laughs> it's rather important. Even if you're like solo, you are collaborating with your clients, and there isn't like a totally isolated solo viable business that I know of maybe maybe bitcoin mining maybe <laughs> but anyway that's uh that's some thoughts on collaboration i hope to maybe do more structured unboxing or sharing of something related to that soon maybe maybe during art sound art sound off or maybe after but either way that um that's that's what I wanted to explore today. And if you have any thoughts, questions, reactions to this, you can hit me up on Twitter where I am at Rob Stenzinger or via email where I am Rob.Stenzinger at Stenzingersoftware.com. Thank you very much.
for listening. Thank you.